slash and cast. What is up, fiends, and welcome back to Handle, a Whiskare presented by the Slash Incast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. And uh, we are at the start of a new month. We got a new phobia, and throughout February, we will be taking a look at Ludophobia, uh, which is the fear of playing games. Now, I know, you know, we're still trying to figure out the rest of uh, the lineup for this month. Uh, but to kick things off, we will be talking about Tag, which was released in 2015. Uh, this is another J-horror movie. Uh, one that, you know, this is one that I mentioned when we sat down to discuss the happening, where really a bunch of shit doesn't actually happen. And I compared <laughs> the opening sequence of this movie to be far more terrorizing weather-related than anything we actually got to see in the happening. Uh, so, you know, it kind of like set the tone, but one of the reasons why I really like to recommend this movie primarily is because going in blind, you have no idea where this movie is going to take you. And it plays a lot into uh, alternate universes or parallel universes. In this case, it's kind of still got like that death game, uh, not in a literal sense, but, the, you know, a lot of tropes where we see that, where we do have the sole survivor in the case of our main character that we see uh, kind of like progress through the story uh throughout this movie but all in all like i'm just a very big fan of this director who also did suicide club uh he also did that recent uh, nicholas cage uh it was like a cyberpunk western flick that came out not that long ago which was prisoners of the ghost land which is fantastic and you know like nicholas cage has just been like knocking it out of the parking like these really random ass movies here uh, these past couple of years, and you know, I'm greatly looking forward to uh, Renfield when that comes out to see how he does as Dracula. Uh, but anyways, we're to talk tag with me tonight, as always, are my co-host Howling John. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Hey, good, good. <laughs> I, I <know. laughs> we're like, <"Oof." laughs> it's always a, it's always a work night. We're always like, eh, like. Yeah, my energy level could be higher, but I'm going to be doing my best. <laughs> I, I get that. But, uh, you know, tonight we have another one of these movies that, uh, you know, we're going down the rabbit hole. You know, I watched uh, Signal 100 last week. I'm like, all right, we're going to be on the Japan horror mm-hmm. kick. So, you know, we'll start off with a movie I've actually already talked about on the podcast before. So, you know, <laughs> I, I love this movie just in the fact that, like, I know I was going to handpick something that probably never would have even registered for you guys. <laughs> Which is why I just, like, love just piling things on uh, in, in this regard. Because, like, this is a, just a really bonkers movie. Uh, there is quite a bit of splatter uh, kind of, like, sprinkled throughout. Uh, and 
You know, there's a lot of pretty heavy themes in this movie too. Like panties. Um <laughs> that 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 often get overlooked. Mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I was just gonna say that I could have sworn I saw this movie, but I feel like maybe I just saw the 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 opening sequence, which was the bus getting cut in half by the wind demon. <laughs> whatever that was whatever that was but because uh, i remember thinking like i've seen this before and i maybe it wasn't one of those like let's review some old not old let's review some movies you know shows but i but i once i sat down and actually watched the whole movie this last week i realized like actually no i haven't seen this movie because this is fucking bonkers mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i went in completely blind which is a thing I've been doing lately. It's easy. People say it's hard to avoid spoilers online, but I think it's surprisingly easy to avoid finding to, things out. You just got to avoid looking it up? or Yeah, you just can't go out of your way to like read a synopsis. Or, or like, you know, you socialize know. with people. <laughs> so, well, that part's easy, you know. <laughs> so I've been going in, I've been doing that with almost every movie now, but... Uh, yeah, no, completely blind on this. And definitely mm-hmm. did not know. This was a movie where, uh, maybe more in a good way, this kind of happens in a bad way for me, but uh, where you, like, look at the clock and you're like, this movie has an hour left. What, what the fuck are they going to do for an How is this movie going to go for another hour? And I, um, I do have to make a little confession. So I was flying back from a vacation on Tuesday and, um, I hadn't slept the night before and cause my, my flight was early and, uh, I, I got here and I put the movie on, you know, just to be ready for it, which was just yesterday. And mm-hmm. I feel like I might've dozed off a couple of times or, but I don't know if I dozed off or just blinked. And then still didn't understand what was happening in the story. So you gotta explain. It, maybe, maybe, maybe it was a case of like you you doze off for a minute, and then before you knew it, they were transitioning into like the next world. Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when we get to the scene that I was like, "How the fuck did we get here? Yeah, Why does he want to do that?" So uh, I'll yeah. I'll ask the question, and you guys can <laughs> let me know why she's supposed to bang on do uh, a dude and a fucking. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there? Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. But, it, yeah. I mean, the very beginning of the movie... Right. So, I've watched... Very the, promising. It was, it was great. I, I'm not a huge uh, Japanese horror fan, but I've mm-hmm. read Japanese horror fiction. There, there's a lot of cool uh, Japanese horror anthology books. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a cool, different cultural kind of horror thing going on over there that's different than American horror. Uh, That's really good. And I've also have watched, you know, like, especially kind of, there was that kind of gold, I don't know if this is is literally like the golden age of like sort of J-horror, but Mm -hmm. like Tokyo Gore Police and like Robo Geisha and like, when it was kind of exploding in the earlier 2000s, I guess, maybe is when that happened. I would say um, so, yeah. Um, and watched a bunch of those movies. But it's been a while since I've watched mm. a, a Japanese horror. It's probably been several years since I've watched any. 
Well, yeah. you know, we were even uh, talking about like at one point, one of our fears, which I think was just fear of ghosts or something, right? We we mm-hmm. basically based it all on like you know J horror, which was all early two thousands, and mm-hmm. we even did some comparisons where there was a stint of like what like five or seven years where the U.S. was making direct um, like copying it, cop- not even copying it. It was like we got Rome version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we just call mm-hmm. it the Ring. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> And, yeah, just a direct like you know, and and I think can't remember which one it was where they just they they just brought over the director too, and it was just like all right, just do that thing you did, just do <laughs> yeah, it again. Exactly. But with Sarah Michelle Gellar, with all the like the grudge <laughs> and the ring, yeah. and the mm-hmm. Juwan, mm-hmm. or is that no? Yeah, that Juwan is a grudge. Yeah, that yeah, that that's the grudge. Yeah, we even did the the rain versus the grudge one that they did, <laughs> the Sonico versus Kayako, which is fucking fantastic for. All the wrong reasons. I mean, it it does capture, like, the essence of, like, both franchises. But, you know, the whole subplot of, like, hey, you know how we can stop this curse? Let's pit it against another curse and see what happens. (laughs) Great planning, guys. I never would have guessed how that's going to pan out. But just the whole concept of uh, a teenager showing another teenager, you know, the curse tape only for one of them to be so vain and stuck in her own world on her cell phone that she doesn't get cursed, but her friend does. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, that's like probably the best part of that movie. Uh, but to each their own. But yeah. So tonight we're talking Tag 2015, which basically opens right out of the gate. You know, it's like, you know what? We're going to have a high body count from start. Uh, so we basically see our main character uh, and, you know, a bunch of her schoolmates who are on their way to class. And, uh, you know, she drops her pencil. There's a bunch of pillow fighting going on because, you know, it's high school. So much pillow fighting. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's, it's just an all-female, you know, high school at this point. Uh, and, you know, all of a sudden, like, the wind literally just cuts the bus straight in half. All the girls are cut in half, minus the one <laughs> uh, who is the sole survivor in this case. And, uh, you know, you automatically get the blood splatter. Right off the bat. And, you know, really early on, the wind does one of two things. It either cuts you in half, or the wind provides fan service in a case that it just blows oh, and it, you know, yes. shoots all the skirts up in this case. Which happens a few times in this in this movie. Oh, yeah. um, which, you know, kind of like another trope. Mm-hmm. But, like, this movie... Uh, really, like, early on, kind of, like, establishes, like, one of the taboos in Japan, which is... Uh, you know, being gay, and we do have gay relationships mm-hmm. with the females, uh, especially towards the start of the movie. It does touch on kind of like the main character, kind of like being put in a position where, uh, you know, they touch a little bit on abortion. Uh, you know, there's that whole like marriage sequence with with the pig. So she's kind of like being put in the spot that she doesn't want to be in. There's a ton of bloodshed. Uh, and just some really just random things kind of, like, thrown in. <laughs> um, but I, I love the fact that, you know, after this whole opening sequence, you know, you have our main character who is basically, like, really shaken up after, like, seeing all of her classmates die around her. And then she gets to school, sees all of her classmates uh, are absolutely fine, but, like, her hair is completely soaked because she had basically uh, washed off the blood that was on her. Uh, she grabbed one of the dead girl's 
uh, schoolgirl uniforms to, like, wear to class. And, you know, right out of the gate, you know, it's the case of what the fuck is going on? Because, like, she's suffering from amnesia. She doesn't really know if she, like, goes to this school. So there's already that disconnect really early on, but you're you're just trying to figure out, like, okay, well, where the hell are we actually going to take this story? So the first part of it is just trying to, like, put the main character at ease. And a lot of her friends are, like, trying to, like, get her to her destination. And then we have, like, this whole, like, lakeside uh, montage where they're, like, all trying to, like, let loose a little bit. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, if I'm if I'm skipping, the, you know, class or school, I'm not, like, running out to the woods. <laughs> like, that was the one part of the story that I'm, like... I feel like you would. <laughs> right? Running out make, to the woods. Make out in the woods, get drunk in the woods. Smoke pot. Smoke pot in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they weren't doing that. They're, they're yeah, just high they're good girls. Except for the one that's supposed to be bad because <laughs> she gives you the finger. <laughs> it was reminding me of, uh, like, in the beginning, the way it was all the schoolgirls and the way they were kind of interacting was reminding me of House, which we had. Yeah, but I feel like that's just like <laughs> those are like Japanese uh, high that's school tropes. Like, yeah, especially yeah. the whole like uh, it's not nostalgia, but like where they do like a little bit of a slow motion. It's like we're young, we're friends, we're having a moment. <laughs> now you have the pillow. You know, like it's. They do a lot of Japanese movies. <laughs> and they play that. They play that super like sentimental piano music under it. That's yeah. like mm-hmm. very that's what, like. That's what I wanted to say, nostalgia, but it's not because mm-hmm. it's present day. But you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No. It's and it, it, yeah. It, it's like the soft, glowy image where everyone looks very fashionable. And, yeah. And they're all kind of joking and giggling together and everything. Now, I know where Masuko got her, you know, sparkling white shirt from. But I don't know where she got the clean knee socks and the beige sweater. Yeah. But you know what? Given the ending, I'm not going to question that too much. Well, that's when you know there's something off. Because uh, mm-hmm. like, once she's back, she gets back, she's like perfectly clean. Back to like normal life. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, because... And kind of, I, I was thinking, you know, because she, when she goes to the creek and there's all the bodies and she mm-hmm. goes to clean up and then she makes her way to the school. Uh, when she was trying to convince people that what had happened, I was like, you should just go back, like, just go back to the they, area. Tell them to call the cops and to go where all the bodies are at. Although she sees, that Aki, was the thing I was yeah, she sees everyone who was supposed to be dead. Right. Because I wasn't sure if that was another school bus. Me too. I was like, are these other women? I mean, that's Aki. Like, what? So, mm-hmm. that was cool. But you realize, oh, it's the people who she saw die yeah. are actually there. So, so she's happen. fine. They're fine. It didn't actually happen. Okay. But also on the school bus, before when everyone dies, I liked how uh, there was kind of a moment where one of the girls kind of bullied the main character girl a little mm-hmm. bit about her poetry. Oh, yeah. And then when the girl drops her pen, the bully girl kind of immediately is like, oh, I feel sorry. I feel bad for you now because you dropped your pen. And it immediately is like nice to her. Like, oh, Japan. And it was like, that's pretty mild bullying. Like I looked up at this point. I, I can't remember what point I was like, what year was this made? I paused the movie and I was like, 2015. I thought this would be like 80 something. Yeah. has <laughs> an 80s feel to it. Well, that the Japanese schoolgirl uniform. I think it's been the same for the last like, since, 50 yeah, years. The last, 70 years. So yeah, 
it could mm-hmm. be when you just see that it could be any time because even like a say house even uh they wear kind of mm-hmm. i think wear sort of similar uniforms. yeah they do and also speaking of house when they get to the high school mm-hmm. and they interact with the two teachers uh the older women mm-hmm. that reminded me of house a lot too because you know how when they get to the high school in that movie and there's the older teacher that they talk to and everything not just the creepy uh, mechanic guy, but the woman teacher, it was kind yeah. of similar. But yeah, I don't know if that's just like a Japanese schoolgirl culture thing, or if this movie was intentionally sort of... So are we doing like a front... Are we going to front load the spoiler and just give away the ending, or are we going to try to wait till the end of the this, of this synopsis? I, we should probably wait uh, in this case, because that's not until... Yeah, because, I mean, it's definitely good to talk third. about like how it's like with that intro and the way things play out mm-hmm. i definitely as you were saying earlier t um i was like what there's no way you can figure out or have any clue what oh, the the gonna gonna be, yeah. or where it's that, that part was mm-hmm. really fun i just felt like yes because especially they they kind of like do that final destination thing where they replay some of the dialogue that actually happened in like that first mm-hmm. sequence between uh, Mitsuku and some of her classmates when she actually gets back to the school. Um, but but <laughs> one of the other things that always cracks me up because, you know, we, we basically have like two distinct musics in this. You guys had already mentioned like the soft playing piano. There's also the, the gratuitous uh, Walking Dead music <laughs> sprinkled throughout this movie. <laughs> Like the, the kind of eighty? Do you mean like the kind of synth where it goes kind of synthy here and there? Yeah, it's always during like the mm-hmm. old shots. Yeah, that. Was so- <laughs> and it happens like four or five gotcha. times. Too. And I mean, well, there's plenty of like pretty. It's so weird. Like you know, the downtimes were really quiet, and then of course you you pop up into these crazy scenarios of of really intense violence, which I did like the whole like mm-hmm. just. Up swing into chaos, which was really fun, but the 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 um the low tides or whatever you want to call them, like they were confusing and extra slow, mm. and it's just like, oh, okay, let's meet more people that are going to be dead in one minute. Well, also, I mean, I always <laughs> felt like it wasn't this movie. It's like with the first, the beginning, you know, it's like a horror movie, but then when you kind of get when they get to the high school and things kind of start going from there. Mm-hmm. I almost felt like it wasn't, this movie isn't almost a horror movie. Like, it has a lot of horror stuff in it, and Mm -hmm. a lot of blood and splatter and everything, but it almost just, it felt like more like the kind of drama elements, and, you know, the... Yeah. I don't know, it felt almost more like a sci-fi drama in a weird way than a horror movie. The ending was really interesting because... I wouldn't have suspected it. I, I, uh, once, you know, uh, she gets to town and I don't want to, I know this is skipping over the really great, uh, sort of like fight scene in the school, in the high school with the teachers, wherever that turns into a war movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, but at one point, uh, when we find out that, um, that Mitsuko is actually like switching bodies and she's now in the body of a woman named Keiko. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was when she gets to town and meets the policewoman and actually sees her face. Then you know, I kind of started realizing, like, oh, there are no men in this movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and that was really trippy. And I was like, why? 
And then like the more I thought about it, and once, you know, you think of, once you think it once, all of a sudden it becomes really clear, like, oh shit, you know. Well, that first year in the high school, so you're thinking like, oh, maybe it's an well, all-girls girl school. school. Yeah. It, there's a sign that actually says Right, but then school. the town is in a girl's town? Like, mm-hmm. that's, although that sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, that's weird. And then, of course, you have all the wedding scenes, again, all women. And I thought, yeah. I remember thinking like, shit. What did I miss? What is happening right now? Like, what, what does this mean? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I w- mm-hmm. I was definitely think you know trying to figure it out, <clears throat> and uh, you know definitely having those thoughts, like especially in the high school, as you mentioned, how there was um, the her and the other girl, the main character girl, and mm-hmm. the um, other her friend Aki. in the yellow sweater, um, in the kind of cardigan a- sweater. Yeah, the V neck, uh, the yeah. one with the with the beauty mark over her mm-hmm. lip. That's it was kind of always where they were like, oh, the, her other friends were like, oh, you're in love. That's you guys are like a couple, and they were like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tell her it's fucking obvious. <laughs> but they were. I was thinking like, oh, is this gonna is this movie like one of those stories where the whole thing is like a big metaphor where it's like mm-hmm. none of this is like none of the craziness is like literally happened. This is all like a metaphor for like yeah the fact that uh she they want to have a relationship these two girls want to have a relationship with her, each other but it's culturally not really like okay. Mm. And then later at the wedding um there's this part where they're like, oh, you're getting married. And she's like, what, what I'm getting married. And they walk her into the room and that girl is there sitting in front of the mirror. Mm -hmm. And it's done in this way where you can tell the main character thinks, oh, I'm marrying her. And she's kind of happy about it. And then they tell her, oh, (laughs) your groom is waiting. She's like, what are you talking? And she's all kind of surprised and disappointed. She's not as surprised and disappointed as she's going to be in about two minutes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that part, I don't know. I feel like that the movie could partially kind of be about that because it does feel like they were pushing that Mm -hmm. element of the story pretty hard at first. But then it kind of goes away a bit once you get into the year later. Yeah, but then there's also like all of these like panty shots where it's like, who are those for then? Uh, the male gaze. That's what that's what they're they're there for. Which cut which ties into the third act of the movie. But uh, you know, getting getting back to like the school sequence. You know, when we meet yeah. the teachers. Um, you know, like all the girls are like really close to one another. And, uh, you know, they, they make it a point to uh, cut class. And this is when they go, mm-hmm. go into the woods. You know, they're, they're sitting on, like, the logs. And then, like, uh, sure, the, the, the badass or the troublemaker sure. of the group, the one who's always flicking people off, <laughs> is uh, basically... Sir, short for surreal. Oh, yeah, surreal, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the whole sequence is like, oh, yeah, well, you know, in order to, like, change lanes, you know, you need to uh, do something unexpected that you wouldn't do otherwise. So, you know, they go through, like, the whole, like, ripple effect. Uh, so, like, she's, like, skipping rocks in the lake. And at one point during this sequence, we see this giant <laughs> crocodile come out. Of the, 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 we see we see the alligator coming out of the lake and just chomp her multiple times. And of course, 
As soon as as soon as I see this, my mind just completely goes straight to Tokyo Gore Police. I'm like, oh, there's the origin story of Definitely. When that's the scene too, where you can tell that they were sort of like, this is the thesis of the movie. Like, uh, you know, it, it's although it's, it's weirdly, it's not really correct though because. Sir basically talks about uh, surreal. She talks mm-hmm. about multiverses and yeah. and how, uh, which is this is kind of a real quote unquote like hypothetical theory in physics that every decision you make causes a branching timeline and that a new universe is created every time you make a decision or do something. I've made a lot of really boring universes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they also they do the feather example. With yeah. Feather falls, which we of course see much. We see later in the movie is a big. That's a feather. Big. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's a bad bad omen mm-hmm. anytime you see and a feather on screen. Example of the feather falling and how it falls reminded me of that scene in Jurassic Park when. Uh, the gold, the, the, the water, with the water, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, where about... like he's putting the, the drop of water on Laura Kern's hand yeah. to try to, uh, to flirt with her and tell mm-hmm. her that it's never going to go down the same way. Yeah, like the chaos theory uh, and all that. Yeah, that would have worked on me too. It wouldn't wouldn't have taken much from Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum should have been. But uh, but yeah, no, yeah, it's it's funny you say also the panty thing. Because um, we do find out, it's interesting because it's like the panty thing is sort of a famous uh, yeah. Japanese thing, right? Like schoolgirls in short skirts and panties is like a thing that's been f- for ages. Uh, it, it's funny though because it's like they do it. It's like they do that thing where they have their cake and eat it too. Like mm-hmm. they make a sort of social commentary about it eventually in the movie, but <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that they still did it. Though. A lot of Oscar <laughs> shots. There were a lot of panty shots in this movie. There were a lot of also clothes shots where it's like, you're almost getting some panties, but you don't. And you're like, that's a really weird place to put a camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what, the way that the wind literally, as also as you mentioned, the way that the wind, uh, it, you know, it kills people. And or it, lift skirts. Or lift skirts, which is hilarious. Because literally it's like, it either kills you or it blows your skirt up. Uh, but, um, but yeah, that's the point in the movie where I was thinking about the happening and is this a movie where it's nature? Like, is is it? Yeah. And also, I was thinking, this is a better version of the <laughs> happening. Like, this, they should have been doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. just like slicing people. Well, yeah, it was an actual threat, mm-hmm. like in the happening. When it was just the people. Although, you know? I, don't think, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I don't, once it's all kind of explained in the end, mm-hmm. I still don't really understand what the wind is even in terms of what mm-hmm. you know what's going on, you know? I don't understand why, given the ending, <laughs> why those scenarios were chosen. Well, like, some why... make sense in terms of what we find out, but some are like, why? what was... It was like Japanese schoolgirl simulator game. <laughs> you know I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. 
Hey, there's there's plenty of like dating yeah. simulators no, totally. out there. Yeah, that, I know that's in terms of video games. You may not be you're not a, mm-hmm. a video gamer, but there are. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of American made ones too, but there are Japanese made mm-hmm. video games that are dating simulators. You just date someone. That mm-hmm. sounds kind of awesome. And it's kind of like you've probably seen those uh, old like kind of some of them are like those. Where it's like still images, basically, and mm-hmm. there's text and you oh, yeah, type stuff. Yeah. And all, some are kind of like that. There's actually a really famous good one. You've probably mm-hmm. heard of it, T. I'm blanking on what the name is, but it's a Japanese dating simulator, but everybody is birds. It's like you're a pigeon or you're like a eagle, <laughs> and it's like, a, and you're in, you're in <laughs> Japanese high school, and it's dating and, and, Social interactions, but everybody's a bird. Are the birds like in clothes? I'm I'm looking this up. Indicate their social status in high school. (laughs) Hey, it actually came out around the same time as this movie. It's uh, a hateful boyfriend. Yeah, had a full, had a full, not yeah. Okay, that sounds much better. Not as toxic. Yeah, that's a boyfriend. That sounds kind of amazing. I kind of want to try it. Is this like a computer game or? Yeah, yeah, it's a PC game. All right. On Steam. <laughs> Congratulations, you've been accepted as the only human student at the Procedure Saint Pigeon Nations Institute, <laughs> <laughs> a school for talented so- birds. Roam the wait, ro- roam the halls and find love in between classes as a sophomore student at the world's greatest <laughs> Pigeon like High School. That's so bad now. <laughs> Now. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at like the preview and you just see like the 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 pigeon like looks super realistic but then like everything else is like, super computerish. Yeah, and it's day you date. And you date <laughs> so like you just like is it like a choose your adventure like you know, oh like what sh- are you gonna buy her spaghetti or a right, salad? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like buy her a salad, she thinks you're cheap. You have conversations and like Yep, and uh, you know things go awry, and that's how we get to start a birdemic. Exactly. Yeah. It all ties together okay. with our next next month's phobia. Right? Uh, but yeah. So so anyway, so so after after uh, the cr- the alligator fake out because that doesn't actually happen. That was just like one of the supposed theories that could actually pan out in one of these mm-hmm. alternate like universes. Uh, the girls do decide <laughs> to uh, go back to class, and you know. As they're like like running through the halls to like leave to get to the woods, I just laugh at the fact that like the teacher makes zero attempt to like actually stop them from leaving the premises like at all, and yet they're still like hauling ass the entire time they're they're leaving, which you know makes sense. But they're all out of breath by the time they actually mm-hmm. get to the lake. Uh, so you know they they get back to class, and uh, you know a lot of them are still like wondering whether or not they're going to have, like, a pop quiz because, you know, they mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, And then before we know it, like, one of the teachers just starts to, like, whip out, like, this giant machine gun and just lays waste to the entire classroom uh, outside of Mitsuko, uh, in this case. And it's just, like, damn. Like, you know, we've seen a lot of... I mean, obviously, in America, like... We're a little bit desensitized to a degree uh, with the amount of mass shootings that are are out here, but you know, in Japan, it's not not a common thing. And you know, for a lot of like the death game 
uh, like subgenre movies in Japan, we do see this fairly frequently uh, in this case with that sort of scenario playing yeah, out. When that scene happened, uh, at first you see, you hear the like gunfire and see the students getting hit, but you don't see the teacher at first. And so, of course, the first thing I thought was that it was like a school shooting, like we have here. Like we have here. Um, and then when they showed the teacher with like the mini gun, and it was sort of comical, you know, and kind of crazy. I was thinking, oh, this is like culturally, this is like a different thing happening <laughs> here. Like this scene doesn't have the meaning for them that it has for me as an American viewer. You yeah. Know? Because I don't think they meant it in that way that I, you know, interpreted it. True, but I mean, like, 2000, I mean, 2015 mm -hmm. is not that long ago, so... Well, they would have been aware. They would have been aware of the, 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 uh, I don't know, the... I don't even know what to call it anymore, other than, like, frequency of, uh, of that type of event over here, so... But, not, but it doesn't mean it would have affected the, the decisions of the movie, so, mm. yeah. Well, and, and it is different. It's not meant to be, like, a yeah. school shooting situation the way we see. It's meant, this is meant to be, like, because uh, the, the te that teacher and the other teacher become, like, Matrix villains. You know, right. They, they basically be, right. take on Matrix <laughs> yeah. costumes and have guns and start fighting. That's right, the change and the fight. Yeah. <laughs> so it's meant to be that. more, like, uh, it, it suddenly morphs into an action movie. Yeah, this is not the movie to watch if you're a little sleepy. Mm -hmm. Like, you will yeah. miss a lot. <laughs> yeah, because when that's with the scene at the uh, lake and then going into this scene with the shooting and everything was then where I started to wonder if this movie was like everything all at, everywhere all at once. You know, the Michelle Yeoh movie that came out recently. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, is it so now is it, it's like a horror style movie that's like a multiverse story mm -hmm. where, you know, she's jump where her consciousness is jumping from version to version of herself. Me. In the, of course, we find that's not quite the case, but, no. uh, but yeah, that's, but the biggest break for me where I got, you know, where I had that moment of like, wait, what? Wait, what? When, uh, then when they do switch to the wedding part, because right. then it's a di an entirely different actress mm -hmm. playing the role. That's the Keiko uh, mm -hmm. uh, actress. Right. And it had that moment of, is this the same actress? But they just gave well, they her like a drastically Aki. different yeah. haircut. And she just looks different. Yeah, they kept Augie, uh so I was like, wait, is it her? And then everybody like, no, no, it's definitely not. Because this other woman's like much taller and bigger than the other girl. I did have a moment like in the character's shoes when I saw Aki, I was like, oh, thank God. Because, <laughs> you know, that's your backup. That's your boo. That's the girl that, you know, that's going to help you out. <laughs> Who, I really thought she was mm -hmm. going to have a... Because there's a scene, I think it are, has happened at this point where Aki like t gives her some like ominous information where she's like people are watching us like we yeah have to be, like... while they're while they're getting before the wedding where and then she and then it's, and then she gives her like a, a broken a gigantic broken bottle mm -hmm. that she's just carrying around until she decides to use it which you know alludes to what's happening yeah but uh, but she never kind of does it, she, her character kind of never goes beyond it i thought she would be 
somehow more in on it or okay. part of it because she was like, because you know, like in well, she starts fighting. That's when Aki starts kicking ass and kills all the women mm-hmm. that are in the right. And she's like, it, it felt like she knows what's actually going on, and it, it kind of reminded me of uh, the um. Alien invasion, you know, the, uh, oh God, um, the, um, hot, there's hot fuzz and there's, um, oh the yeah, the bar at the end of the world, yeah, something like that, or club at the end of the world, sometimes. the one with the alien invasion, mm-hmm. one with the world's uh, end, the, uh, yeah. the world's right. end is when what you're thinking of. They realize mm-hmm. that the people are robots and they start, and then it becomes like, oh, we gotta like kick the robots' asses. I thought maybe something like that was happening where she, mm-hmm where Aki knew that there was something wrong and that these people were actually, like, fake people or robots or something like that, which just kind of ends up being true. But again, like, she wasn't really, like, you know, she doesn't really provide any more info after that or any insight (laughs) info. And then still tries to marry her off to the pig man. Mm -hmm, Yeah, and then the group, the only man's... Yeah, that's... Male... <laughs> the the only man outside right. of the and, and that's the point, as you mentioned, that where it start you start to realize that there's only women. Once you're in the town, and you you start to realize there's only women in the town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys have to explain that part to me because I think I didn't miss chunks of the ending. <laughs> that is well, it's explained, but it's not explained in a way that I completely understood. Uh, did you get it? To you? Do we? Are you gonna reveal everything to us? Well, well, which part? We'll get, we're getting there. It's getting to <laughs> okay. that. We'll, we'll try to unravel it as we get Thank to Thank you. The, I'm so dumb on this one. I, that, I, did, I was too tired. I didn't pick up on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Well, I watched it closely. Like, <laughs> I wasn't... Right. Uh, but I still definitely was unclear about And you mentioned an abortion? Like, when was there an abobo in this? Mm. Well, a lot of it just ties into the fact that, you know, it plays heavily mm-hmm. on the lesbian taboo, like, really early on. And then it kind of puts in a position where uh, Mit- Mitsuko is basically getting pushed into, like, mm-hmm. this relationship with the guy, which is why mm-hmm. the guy's you know, pick, uh in this scene. And basically, like, the entire time, her sole purpose... Uh, throughout, like, the entirety of this movie is just to be an object of, like, the male gaze, because they talk about, like, True. her DNA part. specifically being used. Um, and, you know, that ties into, like, the, mm-hmm. the creator, essentially, uh, in this case. Uh, but, you know, it was interesting, because anytime, like, we, like, kind of, like, have, like, this transition into, like, the next uh, world, or, you know, the next act, what, however you want to, like, paraphrase it, you know, True. that's when the wind comes back into play, because, uh, you know, after the whole uh, school shooting and the, the teachers becoming the mm-hmm. Matrix-esque villains, uh, we see the girls running out of the school, uh, and, you know, the majority of them just get sliced apart by, by the wind again. Um, and then that's when we enter, you know, this the second world where we see Mitsuka just wandering through this town. It's when she <laughs> runs uh, mm-hmm. into the policewoman, uh, and, you know... <laughs> It's setting up, like, this whole wedding scene. And what's what's interesting about this is, you know, we really don't have, like, any idea, like, who's marrying who, as we had already alluded to. Uh, but when we get to, like, the whole, okay, we're walking down the aisle, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see all of these females around uh, Mitsuko, and then for whatever for whatever reason, they just start stripping, <laughs> like in their bra and panties. And when I, when I saw this, I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Because like it, it felt like so far out of left field, but like obviously, like you knew something. Like the the stage was set because like you're looking down the and you can basically yeah. see like what's essentially a coffin mm-hmm. you know at the altar so you're like okay is she gonna marry a corpse like what is going on here <clears throat> and then like they're just seeing how like ugly she looks like yeah. it's a, a very like degrading type scene uh, primarily for the bride in this situation uh, but it's definitely an eyeful just because all the marsh have been down to like <clears throat> pennies are in like their bikinis um, like for for whatever reason, but you know the coffin just opens and opens up, and we see like this pig head uh, that's on the groom, and then you know the girls are all walking up to her, uh, and then they're like kind of like force her to like kiss the the pig in this case. So you know it's basically forcing her in the situation of like this marriage uh, when you know she's again like it's playing yeah. on the. The lesbian taboo, which is still a very common thing the fact, uh, yeah. in Japan, well, and also the it, and it goes into the whole uh, where your life is destined, and it's kind of like the conversation at the lake where your life, where there, she's worried like her life is sort of boring because mm-hmm. it's destined and she's not going to do anything different, and which plays into that thing where she'd rather be with Yuki, is that her name, Aki. Her friend, Aki her friend instead of uh, with this random guy, which is like, you know, the expectation is that she's going to marry a guy. Not, it doesn't matter Ooh. who. And it's like the patriarch is controlling yeah. you the way that that third act is controlling right. her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Whoa. And it's just sort of like the guy, who the guy is, is sort of irrelevant. It's just sort of like, she has to marry some guy. Some pig. Supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Some pig had a guy. Instead of Aki. Mm-hmm. Which and that's that's what I was mentioning earlier too, where in that wedding scene, too. I don't they they sort of give you that trick where it looks like she might be marrying Aki because Aki's wearing kind of like a whitish, mm-hmm. beigey, whitish dress, and she's in front of the mirror, like mm-hmm. she's getting ready and everything, and they walk her in there, and it's like, oh, we're getting married, and then nope, no, nope. marry the big guy, guy. <laughs> <laughs> in a coffin. <laughs> Uh, is that the point where she starts stabbing him? Yeah, because <laughs> she still has a broken bottle in her hand. Yeah, yeah stabs him in the bottle. neck. I gotta watch this movie again. <laughs> this was fucking insane. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All these feminist thro- tropes. Well, yeah, that's, and that's, it's like, okay, I guess that you know, that is a big theme. Of... I felt like such a bad feminist. I'm like, I don't understand any of this. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, a lot. I was picking up on this stuff, but I, it's hard to sort of connect it though in a it's, it feels a little bit unconnected though like there isn't I don't know it feels as we talk about it it mm-hmm. feels more clear sure. but watching it even though I was picking up on this stuff while watching it it didn't feel like those themes were necessarily literally like what the movie was about even though it yeah. kind of was you know what I mean it's strange to think that you have uh, you know, like the majority of the movie, two thirds of the movie, were with no male protagonists or even uh, male uh, characters. characters at all, yeah. And and you're like, 
okay, so what, what, you know, trying to, you know, surmise like the me- the meaning behind that. Mm-hmm. And then to be like, but it's not. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very interesting and it's confusing as fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I think, you know, it's a cultural thing too, where uh, this is a Japanese movie made for Japanese culture. And like we're watching it through our lens mm-hmm, and we're true. interpreting things. And we might be projecting things on it as well as But there's definitely things that I know I wasn't getting where it was like I'm sure some of this stuff is referring mm-hmm. to things that mm-hmm. I just don't know about that are in Japanese culture. I also felt that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what am I missing right now? <laughs> I feel like it's not being properly subtitled. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are, I mean, mm-hmm. well, I mean, there are times where that yeah. just will happen. Just out writing foreign flicks, where it's like you're That's missing a letter saying. there. I, I felt like that was the case with Sir. Um, oh my God, yes. Because they were like, "Oh, we call her Sir." She's which is surreal. Short for surreal. Oh. I feel like that when, when that happened, I was like. <laughs> This is one of those things where the translator couldn't figure out. Like, in Japanese, there's probably a name that's, mm-hmm. like, similar to Surreal, where if you shorten it, it's, like, a, re- a normal name. But if you lengthen it, you know what I mean? Like they did with Gorgeous? Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. It probably makes sense. The person who translated was like, I don't know how it you don't pay me enough. Is it, it's the lunchtime yet? <laughs> sir, sir, it is. She was hilarious. She was such a bad yeah, girl. She was just because cool. she gave everybody the finger. She would flip everyone off. That was like her thing. That was she her was thing. But then, like, she's still wearing, like, you know, granny panties. <laughs> Be a real rebel. But she had, like, the goth uh, collar. Yeah. Little, little spikes or some shit. Which yeah. kind of remi- was very, mm-hmm. like, uh, Oh god! I think everything is like reminding in this movie was reminding me of other things. But um, it was you know, uh, the um, god, that witch, the witch movie with Feruza Balk. Yeah, She was like Feruza Balk in the craft. Oh yeah, it, it was just hilarious because like she was like the cutesy version of a bad girl. She's giving people the finger, but then people are like, Aw. and they give her the finger right back, and like in a cutesy like, fuck, I know about you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she was hilarious. I liked her. Mm. And then she didn't. She wasn't the one that got chomped. It was the third friend whose name I can't remember who got chomped in the crotch. She I got a crotch chomped. Surreal get shot in the, when everything went crazy yeah. at the school. She, she got, got shot because yeah. I remember she had like they're all hiding. They were all hiding in that uh like mm. science lab or no, it's not a science lab, just another classroom, right? Mm. When the teacher was yeah going yeah. through there, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh. Okay, so where are we? So we're in the town. We're at the marriage. All right, so we, yeah, we we had the stabbing of the pig head. This is when all the bridesmaids start like freak out. Uh, Aki just starts snapping necks left and right, (laughs) like one after the other. (laughs) Sorry, this is related but also different. So I have to also point out because we haven't pointed it out yet. How much running is in this movie? Oh, there's a lot. Every, of they're always running everywhere and running around. Yeah, everywhere. you know, to the point that then we even get to a point where they're running a marathon. <laughs> yeah, that's in, right. in, in the movie, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> they start running through the town and like kicking everybody's ass as they go. <laughs> there was, I love. There was a great shot. 
Because you know how they were doing those shots where it was just kind of like everybody in the town and they're just like running around kicking people's yeah. asses? There's this great mm-hmm. shot happening in the background as like she's run, the girls are running away. One of the teachers is just running along and there's like a random woman walking on the sidewalk and she just kicks the woman over as she passes her. She's like, oh shit. But she just like gives her a kick as she goes running by and the woman's like, oh, and goes flying off. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, running is a big theme in this movie. Everybody's running. And I thought, yeah, you're right. I mean, I remember thinking like, you get to see a lot of like Mitsuko's like very narrow thighs just running, 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 running. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, especially yeah, even right from the very beginning of the movie where she's running down the street a lot in the movie. There's a really long that just reminded me long protracted shot of her running down the street where I was like, seriously, like <laughs> you can cut away now. Like we, we don't. I get it. She's running down the street. We don't need to have like a five minute running down the street scene. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but it's a marathon. You know, it's, it's a pretty lengthy run. So. Ah, but anyway, so yeah, so we we got all this neck snapping going on with uh, Aki, and then after a, a little while, um, y- you know, we do have. Uh, you know, kind of like the distraction where uh, Keiko is able to like get the distance, and that's when we do eventually transition to um, this bridgeway uh, where we see one of the other classmates basically telling her, like, hey, you know, follow me. Uh, so, you know, we have our uh, Mitsuko following her. The two end up basically like in the middle of this, uh, the marathon, you know, at this point. And this, this is when we're like running through things. Um, and, you know, this is where she sees, again, like, her appearance change, uh, for the second time, uh, where, you know, she sees herself as, like, this marathon runner in this case, uh, you know, she's kind of got, like, her her outfit, her hair's done up in a ponytail, uh, looking completely different, and she runs into Aki, Sir, and Taiko, uh, during this marathon as well, who are all in the middle of the race (laughs) with her. Uh, and then, you know, the teachers show up, as we mentioned, uh, kicking, you know, people left and right. Uh, we also see the pig head make another appearance after getting stabbed in the neck in the prior uh, sequence. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the teachers and the pig man are all chasing the girls. They're kicking each other. Uh, you know, basically, like... <laughs> It's kind of like the the wacky races, you know. In this case, though, you're just kicking everyone left to right out of the path to, like, you know, part the Red Sea, so to speak, uh, to to get to the schoolgirls. Uh, in in this case, uh, and eventually, you know, we're like, all right, we're gonna take a shortcut, and then we are led into this cave, uh, which is a really interesting scene because we see all of these like bodies that appear lifeless they're very zombie-esque you know you know you're looking into like just this cave it's very dark and then all of them kind of like have um you know that uh japanese like ghost girl type setup where you know they got the lawn here you know in front of their faces they're all looking down they're in these like not they're kind of like they're not, they're not really, like, moving, but they're a little, like, swaying back and forth, and you can, like, hear them groaning, so to speak. 
And it's just like one of those scenes where, you know, when I got to this point in the movie the first time, I'm like, what is this? Because, like, that part felt extremely out of place compared to, like, some of the other components that they were, like, throwing at you. So it's just like, well, are they going to, like, try to sneak through here? Is this going to be, like, one of those, like, um, like underwater sequences with the fucking tentacles? <laughs> like, where you're going to try to, like, shimmy in between them without trying to yeah, no, up the board? It, I don't know if we found did they reveal yet at that point what was happening? Because I definitely, when she goes in there, it's kind of like Egyptian yeah. kind of thing, and they're all kind of on display, like standing in little in little nooks. Uh, yeah nooks like that, like decorative ones, mm-hmm. like Where, trophies. Mm-hmm. Which yeah is like okay, like I mean, once we kind of find out what happened, it was like oh okay, they were sort of like the models of the different girls mm-hmm. for the game. Uh, well, th- that was the other thing is as we get to the end of the movie, I was also starting to think, how is this a game movie? Like this movie is called tag and I'm not picking up on what the game element is yet. And then of course they, you know, I don't want to, as we get there, I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, but they were, you know, showing the girls on display, and it was, and we see the. Uh, is that then we meet the, see the two guys, yeah. the, the old man and the, and we saw we saw the the mm-hmm. the younger guy briefly earlier too. Did we for like a sec? Not a lot earlier, but he showed up for like a second, and then we see him again when he takes his clothes off and gets in the bed. And... But this is the point where right now where right, where we're at where okay. we kind of we're reveal, at the end the big reveal and it's kind of like the uh, the mm-hmm. Matrix too where she's gonna meet with the engineer mm-hmm. you know, where he's gonna explain the whole thing to her yeah so when when we see like the the horde of like all of these mm-hmm. other um, girls. Uh, you know, they kind of, like, explain, like, you know, you're the reason why um, mm-hmm. all of us continue to die off. Uh, Aki comes back to uh, save Mitsuko in this case, uh, which is where they do, like, the whole reveal of, like, hey, like, you know, we're in a fictional world here. Uh, we're being observed by someone. Obviously, it's a guy in this case, which, you know, we'll we'll get into here shortly. Um and, you know, whoever is in control is basically trying to kill everyone else outside of Mitsuko because, like, she's kind of, like, our our main character of this whole story. And, um, you know, we're, we're playing in these different scenarios and different worlds, as we mentioned. Uh, and then when we reach a final one, you know, we, we get to the point where Aki says that, uh, you know, Mitsuko basically needs to just, like, brutally kill her uh because she has like these tubes in her arms because she's being controlled uh as well so they kind of like do it's kind of like cyberpunk-esque in a way that it's like a complete like all the way wired up her arms so like when she's like yanking on it like there's a lot of tension there and as soon as she like rips it like you see the blood splatter everywhere and i'm just like man like it it was interesting to me that like you don't really see the wiring 
like with any of the other girls like in the universe like outside of Aki um but you know it, it really felt like you know it was a it was a struggle for Mitsuka because like that's her part <coughs> in in all of this so to kill her off was basically setting her in a position where you know she's gonna eventually have to uh come head to head with yeah. the observer in this case so and there's a few things uh so the red and blue cord coming out of her hands and arms reminded me of the Matrix, the red pill and the blue pill. And at this point, both the <laughs> first and the second have come out. I can't remember if the third mm-hmm. one is up, was out already. Yeah. 2015? Oh, yeah, they were fully out. They were fully out, that's right. But it had that... It, they didn't use it quite in the same way. I thought they might, where it was like, you can stay in the fictional world or go to like the real world kind of thing like with the red but she has to pull both she doesn't pick one she pulls both uh which also then reminded me of nightmare on elm street 3 when uh the kid in the hospital has his veins pulled out of his arms and he's like a marionette yeah Yeah. that's Mm -hmm. but the scene in this movie was really well done where they were ripping the out of her arms, that would look pretty gnarly. I think I missed it. I think it was one of the times I was closing my eyes and we have to rewatch like the last 15 minutes of it or something. <laughs> but, um, and what was the other thing that you mentioned? So <clears throat> she has to, oh, the, the bed that, part. Can so can we? Let's, oh, but I just want to say real quick the uh, the um, oh, fuck, now I uh, shit, I blanked. Okay, bed part. The red and blue wire she's got to pull at the same time reminded you of the kid from, uh, you know, uh, the, the Freddy Krueger movies, the third one, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, and then... You know, something to say about, oh, we can come back to Okay. <laughs> so, can, can one of you guys explain to me? Because I think at this yeah, part, I was kind of zoning off a little bit. So, what's... Yeah, we're, we're, we get to the men's world next. Uh, so basically, like, after, like, the whole ripping of the, the cords, so to speak, out of Aki, uh, Mitsuko goes through this portal, <laughs> which transports her into uh, the men's world of the movie. And, you know, it's, like, the only time we actually see, like, the men in, in all of this. So this is when we get the reveal of, like, hey, uh, we are in, like, this 3D survival horror game called Tag. Uh, and, you know, you have, like, these three playable characters. Uh, you know, you have Mitsuko, who has been our, you know, primary character throughout all of this, uh, as well as Keiko and Izumi. And, you know, she she passes out after this revelation that, like, she's not actually real. <laughs> and then she wakes up in this temple uh, where we see all of these girls who are being uh, basically, like, showcased in like these uh like glass structures <laughs> uh and, and basically just like complete mannequins uh and then we meet like this really old man who has been playing this game uh and you know he's basically gone through all these trials and tribulations and uh he he finally gets to see uh you know the like his dream girl, essentially. This is the guy, the girl, like he's been trying to hook up with all of these years. You know, trying. It's like the girl at the, it's Peach at the end of the the castle. You know, it's like oh, she eluded me again, and he's just been going through this time and time again to to get the conquest. I guess in this case would be the best way to put it. Uh, so this whole time he's just been trying to fuck. <laughs> 
you know, Mitsuko in this case. So his, the whole plot basically stems from we are 150 years in the future. 150 years ago, he, he met a girl. Uh, it was a, a fellow, like, high school student he fell in love with, uh, and she died. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, sad. like, if they explain and how she died. Old man, right? Yeah. But basically, yeah, the, old man. the creator took... Yeah. Yeah, basically, the creator took her DNA uh, <coughs> of both her and her friends, cloned them for this 3D game, uh, and then we also learned that, like, he cloned himself at a much younger version of himself. And, oh, and you know, because, you know, it was, yes. Oh. Yeah, so it's basically like the high school version of himself. Uh, and he's trying to, like, just fuck her, basically. And that's why he's, like, his Wait, old self is trying to, like, have her baby to, with her. Bed. No, he just wants to watch them have sex, I guess, at this point. No, like they're trying, they're trying to procreate for yeah, sure. That they were just trying. He wanted to have sex with her too. Yeah, so like that's that's like his like primary desire was to you know fall in love, start a family with this with this girl. But you know, obviously she had no interest in it because uh, she's. Uh, I don't want to say wired differently, but you know she doesn't. She doesn't go for that team. You know she's a lesbian, <laughs> so it doesn't really so pan out like, the way uh, that, it, that the guy any wants. Any amount it. of uh, uh, you know, I don't. I don't even want to use the word courtship because it sounds stupid. But it's just like you just show up to a room and there's a bed. And they're like, here yeah, he is, so here, yeah. mm-hmm. right there. But also, I have to, you know, like, it, was a good, <laughs> it was an enjoyable yeah. movie. But like, I don't know how that like ties into the game is the problem <laughs> like what what was the point of everything she went through up to that mm-hmm. point like he could have just created mm-hmm. the clone version of her and then had sex have himself and then had sex he didn't have to put her through the whole game he didn't have to wait 150 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I, mean, I guess if it took him that long to but also is this a game that's like a graphic in a computer game because you don't need to clone people's DNA to create a which she seemed to exist in the real world with him. So this is like a game, but it's like a game that's mm-hmm. happening in the real world, sort of. I am the least person. I'm the person that least understands the movie. So, but and she's and, and but she's a, but she's jumping from person to person as though it's. I mean, the thing. Uh, I noticed is that the game interface when they show him playing on the screen mm-hmm. is like uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, mm-hmm. where in Grand Theft Auto is a game where you walk around the mm-hmm. city and it's kind of a sandbox game. And you can stuff, right? <laughs> but it has a character selector in the bottom, like in the movie, where it shows the four characters, like mm-hmm. with the pie, almost like a pie chart, and you select them in there. That's and then it has the little mini map. On there, it was basically like a like Grand Theft, which kind of makes uh, sense that this that this world was a sort of Grand Theft Auto world because you know there's the bazookas and machine guns and the craziness <laughs> and all that. But it is confusing as to like, I mean, this is like a game that's played in the real world with clones. But also the men's world was confusing because 
when she comes in, goes through the portal into the men's world, uh, like no one notices her. She's just walking through that kitchen and through the, the part, and nobody really acknowledges her or sees her or anything. Uh, and then I was thinking, is the men's world a game also where there's like the tag woman's world and then there's the men's world game? Or is the men's world the real world and the woman's part is the game? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the men's world is meant to be like the real world in, in this case. Because otherwise, otherwise, the yeah, old man would have no purpose of men. being there. It's almost in this case. been, I guess, in this future, maybe women are like don't exist anymore. That because I guess I mean it seems like all the women are in the game part of the world, and mm -hmm. all the men are like in the real world. Oh shit! Mm -hmm. But maybe that's it. that's Riff why you're making a commentary yeah. about mm -hmm. how women are sort of treated like. Uh, Non-participating characters. Yeah, as exactly <laughs> like like they are like the character. They are like the character, the fantasy characters, and the men are like the real people. Gosh. Or not that the filmmakers trying to make a point that in that mm -hmm. way that's not quite right. But uh, I think you know making the point of how we sort of I don't know. Yeah, like as you're saying, like sort of sexualized the, all the women are kind of sexualized they're all kind of male gazy it's all kind of like the girl girls in schoolgirl mm -hmm. uniforms with their dresses being blown up almost making out with their friends mm -hmm. oh, yeah and it's all kind of like you know for the dudes ultimately And at, at the end of this, of course, you know, she remembers what uh, Sir had said earlier yeah. about, you know, tricking fate and changing, you know, the ripple effect in this case. Uh, so, you know, Mitsuko mm -hmm. ultimately ends up committing suicide uh, in, in front of the old man. The old man is just completely shook. And we kind of get transported into, like, these different worlds where we see each, each variation of Mitsuko uh, committing suicide, both, you know, on the bus, also at the wedding with, uh, you know, the broken bottle, which she had used uh, to basically, uh, you know, stab the pig man in the neck, mm -hmm. uh, you know, also during the, the marathon. Uh, so, you know, we see all these violent scenarios panning out. Uh, and then, you know, at one point we just see her, like, awaken uh, in, like, this, like, white void, so to speak. Uh, where she again is running, <laughs> running away for for whatever reason. But like, it's just like at that point, I'm like, wait, what? Like, is I I didn't really understand like the the very tail end of that because like she's still running away, but like she killed off like every version of herself, and, and she guess, didn't really have any. Kind of else in the white, but it also kind of, I think she might have been in the snow, but it was all white, you know. And then she kind of falls over and dead, mm -hmm. and she's just kind of laying there. Mm -hmm. But she had to sort of, it's kind of a grim ending, because she had to, like, kill herself. All the versions of herself was, like, the only way to break the cycle oh. and get out of the... And again, it's kind of similar to the thing earlier that happened in the movie where, you know, she's going to be forced to be with this guy 
And she's just like, well, I don't want to be with the guy. So I'm going to like, you know, similar to the pain guy, she basically attacks him and uh, stops, you know, doesn't have sex with him. Which then the old man freaks out because his plans all came to an end. And uh, and then you get all the red feather. That was really cool when uh, oh, yeah. the white feather landed on her finger and it turned red from the drop of blood on her finger. And then when she was uh, killing the clone guy, his instead of bleeding, he it was red feathers coming out everywhere. Pillow feathers, which was pretty cool. Although it's like... Not, you know, I, I feel bad kind of criticizing this movie because it's doing cool stuff and I probably didn't understand a lot of it, but I felt like the feather thing was cool, but didn't quite connect in a way where it was like, oh, this totally, like, I get it. Like, you know, there's the feathers here. <laughs> I finally get it. <laughs> Although I do get it, though, in terms of, like, the feather is kind of the symbol of her changing her destiny, where the feather supposedly always falls the same way mm -hmm. as surreal said but that she can change her destiny by unfortunately by killing herself <laughs> the, taking her taking herself out of the game yeah 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 it tur turns out uh the 150 year old man didn't program mm -hmm. her to do that yeah so she just said she yeah was she AI was with like a the own at that ai point. girlfriend created to be his girlfriend but she uh, ended up developing her own free will and didn't want to be that's a pretty um popular mm -hmm. yeah. like the matrix you know similar a matrix similar <clears throat> to a matrix type of story and uh ex machina being stuck in a fake reality and then breaking out of it and then like of course the relationship between like men and women and all mm -hmm. that some good shit Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was a cool movie. It was definitely confusing. And mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It had an element where it felt like they were making it up as they were going along. <laughs> I know there's <laughs> enough depth to it. But yeah, it's exactly. not the case. And it's a very talented yeah. director to them. But the sound makes me want to watch it again. And just because yeah, yeah. now knowing the ending, then I think there's going to be a lot more clues along the way that were probably not so... Mm -hmm. They were probably too subtle to pick up on the first round. I I I still don't understand the win. I just in terms of like if this was all kind of a video game thing, like I get a lot of the other stuff in mm -hmm. terms of like the shooting and the where it turns into like an action movie and stuff. That all makes sense, but the wind part I was still kind of like I don't get what the wind was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, initially, like, I'm like, well, is it supposed to be, like, the invisible walls? You know, you're, like, you're not supposed to, like, go beyond that point, so they would just, like, perish yeah. in this case? Because a lot of it is, you know, it's a survival mm -hmm. horror yeah. game at its core. Yeah, So, true. like, that was kind of, like, how and I just, was I guess it's it. also just kind of a about how, like, the random kind of weirdness of video games where in video games, like, any sort of weird random thing can kill you, depending <laughs> on what the game is and what you're doing, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Interesting. And I think it's also meant to be deliberately confusing at first, because, you know, you're supposed to under... 
you're supposed to realize right away, like, mm-hmm. there's something really weird going on here. This is not the real world, you know. Immediately, people die in a way where it's just like, this is impossible. This didn't happen. Mm-hmm. All right on. So, um, you know, I know we were talking about a couple of other movies uh, for for this month. You know, we we had our I'm not gonna say a short list because I like wrote down like 25 titles or whatever. Uh, John, I know you yeah, mentioned bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah, I need a little bit. While, I need, uh, I need while, a, while Holly figure, figures out what she yeah. wants to do. Good <laughs> friend, I'm like, I have to choose well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's... There's definitely, like, game-based movies of that really correlate to, like, real-life games. Bodies, Bodies, mm-hmm. Bodies is a good example of that, because it does kind of like the Among Us-type uh, setup. Uh, it's a, it's definitely an interesting movie. Um, but you know, there's also ones like, uh, right. obviously like Ready or Not, which is basically just a play in hide and hide and seek. There's tr- Truth or Dare, which also tie ties in with you know the the real life version of the game as well. Um, yeah, just a ton of like great options for this, and you know, some of them we haven't really looked at. But like, I wanted one initially that I'm like, you know, this one. You know, initially you're like, well, I don't know how this is going to tie into the folk, but then, it, you know, it has the whole game at the very mm-hmm. end. I was like, yeah, you what? know, they're not going to see this one coming. Which is primarily why I wanted to choose this one, because it's not I one know, I see a lot of people talking like, about. Uh, yeah, no, this one was definitely, like, the, it wasn't obvious until the very end at all. That mm-hmm. it was a game. Yeah. Or that I kind of forgot that that was right game. for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, right. No, I was... I didn't forget, and I was like, <laughs> through the th- first three quarters of the movie, I was like, wait, how is this a game movie? Like, how does this tie in? And it, and not that I thought, like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. it, like, this is this not a game movie? But it, it was like, the movie's even called Tag. It's like, <laughs> clearly they're making mm-hmm. a reference to games, so... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think I know. I think that's that's, that's why they're always running. They're playing tag. The running around thing was kind of a tag, yeah, element of it. <laughs> but definitely, uh, well, and as you said, survival mm-hmm. horror and kind of an open world sandbox game like Grand Theft Auto Two, where you mm-hmm. can kind of do all kinds of weird, random stuff. Yep. And in Grand Theft Auto, it's not just you know, it's a game that sort of takes place in a realistic quote unquote world. But there's also really weird, random stuff that happens in Grand Theft Auto. There's space aliens and UFOs and Bigfoot and ghosts and things that are in that game Neat. as well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the kind of open world game survival horror. But, uh, Right. Yeah, After it's like, 150 like, years, I the guy we were still also didn't get wait. a very Matrix to <laughs> uh, the architect scene. I thought, oh, would, yeah. you know, I thought he would be like, okay, now I'm going to explain to you <laughs> everything that's going on, which didn't quite happen. No, or like the scene where you feel like completely out of con- um, outmatched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't happen either because that gap wasn't very impressive. Yeah, no. And also, I thought they would do... This is an American movie thing, I, I assumed as an American viewer, I think. But I also thought that it would turn out that she was his daughter and that he was... That the old man was going to be like, 
my daughter died when she was 12, <laughs> and now I'm... Because you know how they always do that in, like, yeah. even the Jurassic Park movie? The new Jurassic Park movies right. did the same thing, where it's like, I cloned my daughter, or he cloned his wife, who became his daughter, which is creepy, creepy. by the way. <laughs> which is totally fucking creepy. But, uh, but I thought it was going to be that she was his daughter, <laughs> but no. It's much, much worse. It's much, much worse. <laughs> 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 And he was such a, like, he, the old man, that was such a costume. It was so obvious that it was yeah. a young guy. Well, that's what it was like. And you could tell it was a guy from the bed. I was like, that's the same. Oh, it's the same. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was the same guy. That makes sense that it would be the same. Because I was like, why is it again? Mm-hmm. They, the one, I think, like, the one thing that was missing, just to, like, tie everything together, like, with the, like, the lesbian taboo was the guy mm-hmm. never at any point being like, don't worry, mm-hmm. I can fix her. Yeah, he never, there's you know, before he tries to like get any interactions it. between them. There should, again, this is maybe like an American point, but the, this would have, in an American movie, that this would have been like the architect matrix scene where they would have been like, okay, now we're going to tell you everything mm-hmm. of what has been going on. But you really don't. You only no. still just get little crumb clues of what's happening, even at the end. Even up to the end, where it was kind of like, you know, that last scene, where it's like, okay, I yeah. guess, like, oh, I, I think I get what's happening. When, I, when the movie was over, I went and I took a nap, and I was like, the boys will let me know what's up. <laughs> the boys will know what happened. <laughs> Definitely a, uh, <laughs> you know, a metaphorical type of story you know not a literal story at all no. this is a, open to interpretation yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so again next week we got bodies 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 uh which i want to that was one of the ifc midnight uh distributed features uh also kind of a semi-recent release it's not that old uh, so we'll be talking about that one next week. We'll let you guys know uh, what's coming up after that. But again, you know, we're doing a lot of, like, game-based movies. Uh, so in the meantime, I uh, hope you guys enjoy yeah. your, your weeks. Uh, we got uh, what Knock at the Cabin this week coming out in theaters. Uh, the new M. Night, oh. I'm probably going to get really drunk beforehand Wait, because I one? fucking hate it old. Like, Jesus Christ, yeah, that yeah. movie was terrible. And I don't I know what to. The, the one yet. at the beach. I didn't watch it either. It just Mike's last movie. <laughs> but wait, what's the one coming up that you're going to see? Knock at the. Knock at the. Is that a new M Night one coming out? Knock, knock at the cat. Which is another M Night movie. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. He's the hot. And they have to. Character. It's got they the have to Kill somebody. Because. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, they have to make a choice. Oh, they have to murder I one mean, of like, their the, own. I mean, like, the previews look really to good. To prevent so, the apocalypse. Yeah, check it out. And that, yeah, I'm not even... And Knight's hit or miss. Yeah, he's, he's been, like, miss, miss. He's, like, the definition of hit or miss. Cause we, his yeah, there's there's really no in between. Well, you know, he's had a lot of misses lately, so maybe this one will be, like, a really good one. Mm-hmm. Because he's kind of overdue. But he's had a couple of good recent ones. Like, his... Uh, his... Those... Mm-hmm. Tri- that his superhero trilogy was actually kind Unbreakable? of Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean... And Glass and... Mm-hmm. But I thought those were, like, back, like, 
five, ten years ago. Yeah. Split. Mm. The latest one was probably like five years. They were they were spread mm. apart pretty good. And then did he do something else fairly good recently, I think? Mm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll let you guys know how the new one is because uh, yeah, you know, obviously I'll see the next episode. Yes, I'll work on other it. Ones. But isn't bodies didn't bodies, bodies, bodies just come out like in the last week or two? Is it a no. fairly new release? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was a more current release. No, it came out like last year. Wait, but that's the one Yeah, it's a twenty twenty. Is this the one where it's the social media like media with, uh, with Pete Davidson? I don't know. Where they to have like a thing happen. I don't know. For some reason, I heard about this movie more recently, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But it's gotten good. Well, it's definitely a bunch of like 20 somethings. Then we'll have to figure out do people really have this mm-hmm. fear? Is there people who really have what? The fear game, of playing games? Like, what game? How does that fear manifest itself? What game or like how? Like, check. It's it's probably it's all stemming it's from people being traumatized as yeah, kids when people flip the table whenever yeah. they're losing yeah. that monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> or or like uh for kids and... my, or people my age growing up playing like Mario Party and just have like on the N sixty four and like having like hand injuries yeah, because of how much you're rotating the fucking joystick like, basically. And just like being at parties with your mean cousins And just you know, ruin friendships. down very loudly because you don't know how to play video games. <laughs> that is true though. There are definitely certain games where it's just like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to play that game. <laughs> Never again. I'm not playing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Brings up the worst of you, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, on that note, we'll see you guys back next week for bodies, bodies, bodies. You guys take care.